This is Wednesday night worship service Bible study here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, recorded January the 20th, 2021, with our C director, Reverend Mag Perry, bringing the message tonight, Passion Week. We also will start off the service with Michaela Edwards singing us a special song right here on her birthday as well.
wonderful to know that he is ours, isn't it? It's a wonderful thing to know. Tonight, let's get started by uh, reading uh, the verses. 
starting in uh, chapter 12. We're going to start with the 15th verse. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh, sitting on a donkey's coat. 16. These things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered that they these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. The people therefore that was with him when he called uh, Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead bear record. So they were witnesses and, and went out and told about these events. And then verse 18, for this cause the people also met him for that they had heard that he had done this miracle. And then our last verse, the Pharisees therefore said amongst themselves, perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. Behold, the world has gone after him. Father, bless your word tonight. So when we get started looking back and, and thinking about where we at um, at this point, uh, first of all, uh, I'm calling it Passion Week because the last week of his life, what we're studying here in John, really confirms and tells us all about our Jesus and who he really is and how much love he had for us and was willing to go through for us. And I shared some thoughts uh, uh, last time about the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and their style of writing and presented that also to you last uh, week. And I'll be referring a lot to it as I'm learning how the Old Testament prophecies tie into what's going on this last week. So I'll be mentioning it. Last week we talked a little bit about King David, something from... Uh, uh, the Psalms, and also uh, I, I brought up Zechariah. I'll refer to those just in a few minutes and talk about those a little bit more later on. Uh, but helping us understand, you know, we I, I mentioned last time that we heard these some variation or differences in the four Gospels. There, there is not. They're all consistent in the Word of God, in what they're trying to say to us. They, as I said, they may have a different style. They may have a different uh, way of writing like we all do. We could write about the same subject I mentioned. But um, um, when you look at a little bit of the difference about Matthew, Mark, and Luke is they were what they call synoptic uh, evangelists, which basically means they looked at it from a broader view, a broader perspective. Uh, in other words, the entire time they spent with Jesus. And they all had similar views of that. Uh, so basically, they, they looked at the whole life. but And they were all inspired by the Holy Spirit, I mentioned, and that, that kind of stuff. But when you look at Matthew, Matthew, uh, we're, we're studying, um, uh, well, Matthew, his goal, you can tell in his writings, when you really read, and I recommend that you read all four Gospels, especially what we're uh, referring to in the last week of his life. When you look at Matthew, he, he presented him as king of the Jews, and he referred to that in his words as king of Jews. When you look at um, Mark, he refers to uh, Jesus as a servant, and there's a whole lot of reasons why he did that, because obviously we are supposed to be servants, and we're supposed to take after him. And then Luke presents him, and even used the wording several times in his writings, the Son of Man, and there's a reason for that. He's our Savior. And then, you know, uh, all three of these apostles still told the same things in what Jesus did. When we look at John, we're studying John now, I think it's important for us to know that John, 
like in his writing, as an evangelist, like to put in the details, put in actual events, and give you the details of those events. And I'll quickly, I won't go through them again, but, you know, he wrote about the seven miracles, Lazarus being one of us. He gives us a lot of detail about each one of those miracles. He wrote about the seven discourses, which basically was Jesus' teaching. And then also the seven I am's, as we, as we referenced them and talk about them. But, um, and then I did mention that uh, some of the things that I've, I've just re-entered my heart during my study is, if you meet a new convert, and I want to say it again because I want, to, I want everybody to understand, if you, if you have someone going through some trials, or you got someone that's a new convert and needs to be encouraged about how much Jesus loves us and what he really means to us, and he's the one we can depend on, he's the one that we can look to, John is a great chapter to refer them to to read John is because uh, John really gives a lot of detail of who Jesus Christ really was and then when I um, uh, I, I, I started into um, I, well I, let me let's say this there were three reasons you know I think there's a little bit of humor in it that came into my heart about why I would go somewhere and uh, the, there is three definitely distinct reasons why Jesus did go to Jerusalem that day knowing he was going to die, knowing what was going to happen to him. And the first and foremost, he was doing his father's will. And the second reason, he was fulfilling the prophecy and the scriptures. He was doing exactly what his father again warned him to do. And then the third reason, he was presenting himself as the Passover lamb, the savior of the world. And so he was presenting himself that way. So uh, when we started reading in the child verses, Jesus used the word, the great crowd that was there, and they lined the road. There was a spontaneous parade and all that kind of stuff. And when you go back and read, I believe it was in Mark, you read about how they, they laid the palm leaves on the road to kind of cover the dust as the donkey uh, rode Jesus in. So when you looked at when we uh, talked about 12 and 13, it tells us about the spontaneous nature that happened there. And, and they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means uh, basically save us. And so it was a triumph and a great parade, a wonderful spiritual parade, all those kind of things that uh, there was, I, I believe they were shouting and praising him and thanking him. And, and then there was a lot of that was learning about who he was, I'm sure that was there. And uh, when uh, I look at, um, I, I left us with, uh, you know, uh, a, uh, some prophecies I said there was three prophecies uh, in those scriptures, and one, or in the scriptures of, Ma uh, of uh, John. One was, uh, as I just remembered, the first prophecy is when King David uh, in, in Psalms said, Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. And we, we read the scriptures last week where I, John repeated those words. And then when I, I think about the second prophecy I talked about last week is Zechariah. And let me read what Zechariah said. And he said this 70 years before. Zechariah 1 and uh, 16, he said, uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, in 9 and 9. I'm sorry, Zechariah 9 and 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion daughter of Jerusalem. See your king comes to you righteousness and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, on a foal of a donkey. Now see how specific uh, John was riding there and there's a reason for that and we're going to talk about that some tonight. And the third prophecy I left us with last week and is our Bible study tonight is what Jesus gives. It was a, uh, what we want to discuss tonight is the sequence of events. Jesus, and I'm going to go back and read that. Jesus foretold 11 specific things 
that had to happen to fulfill what was about to fulfill what he was going to, what he was saying was going to happen, and it, it it as I talk about it tonight, it may seem that Mackie going into a lot of detail, but I want us to understand something very important that touched my heart. Why 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 I even want to go through this detail is because Jesus Christ believes in the detail of the Word of God. Every single thing is very important. We have a tendency as even Christians sometimes, of saying maybe this is okay, or this is okay, and that's okay. That's not true. The specific things that Jesus is saying, God is saying to in his entire book uh, of the Bibles, all the books of the Bibles, is, is exactly the way God wants it. We're not to modify it, change it, do anything to it to fit the needs of this world. And you know, one of the things that stuck in my that sticks in my heart, and when I read this about how many babies are being funded by our government to be killed every day, just blows you away. It it's just wrong, and it's the world that we live in. So that's why I want to go through it. But I also the important thing is how Jesus is trying to help his disciples understand what is about to happen. And as we read in the scriptures, uh, I think it was the scripture before we started not, they didn't understand at that point. But we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. All right. The third prophecy was given by Jesus and the facts that had to happen. They had to happen. In a, and, and here's the interesting thing. I don't think I've said it. Within about an hour, maybe a little bit more, before what Jesus uh what was happening at this time, the parade, the spontaneous parade. So let me read something to you. Let's go to Luke 19, verse 28 through 35. 19, 28 through 35. And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem, heading to Jerusalem. This is, this is uh, Luke's version now. And it came to pass when he was come nigh to Bethphage and Bethany at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples that he did not name, saying in 30, Go ye into the village over against you, very near, in the which at you enter, Ye shall find a colt tied, wherein you never man had set on. Loose him and bring him hither. And if any man asked you, Why do, do ye loose him? Thus shall ye say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. And they, they that were sit, sent went their way found even, found everything, basically what he's saying, as he had said and what Jesus had told him and said unto them. 33. And as they were loosening the coat, the owners thereof said unto them. So the man come up to him, just like Jesus knew would happen, just like he predicted. Why loose ye the coat? And they said, the Lord, the Lord hath need of him. And then 35. And when they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments onto the colt, and they set 
Jesus upon. Dear Lord, bless him. So let's look what Jesus was telling us here. First of all, now remember, what's really touched my heart as I'm studying this is how we want to uh, change things, modify, make it fit us. But Jesus had a reason for being specific. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. But let's go through the 11 things that we just read. First of all, Jesus named the village. No other village would have worked. Uh, Beth Faji was the village that they were to go to. And at once, he said, you will find animals. You, gotta, you don't have to go search for no animals. You're not going to have to go look for anything. Same thing Jesus tells us. You're not going to have to look for anything. Just depend on me. Listen to me. Hear what I've got to say, and I will guide you and lead you. Meaning, it was easy to locate these animals. The disciples were not to look for the animals outskirts of village. There was a specific place. As you're entering Bethphage. So God's telling us that we need to be in detail listening to His Word, letting His Word guide us. And then when I uh, read uh, the next thing, you will find the donkey. And they didn't look for a horse. They, they didn't walk up and find a horse and decide to take a horse. They did exactly what God said for them to do. And that's what we're supposed to do. They did exactly what He said. So they found a donkey as He said there would be. And it was the same prophecy if we, if, that I read to you about Zechariah, right? You'll find a donkey's coat, a donkey and a coat tied beside it. Well, listen to this. The donkey will be tied. Jesus also told them the details that it would be tied. And it was tied. And the donkey, uh, uh, donkey's coat, untie them and both and bring them to Jesus. And then he said, the owner will be there. The owner will be a man. Jesus went on. And y'all, my, my thing is as humorous as I do, but it's okay. It's the detail in the prophecy that Jesus is trying to say to us. I just feel it in my spirit. I've never read this and thought this like I'm thinking it and have been thinking it for the last couple of weeks. I am just, just uh, in my spirit, I know that God wants us to teach His Word specifically the way it means. He wants us to tell about a heaven and a hell. He wants us to let people know what, what God says, not what people says. We have to let people know God loves them by sending His Son. I'll get into that a little bit more. But, but the bottom line is He's being very specific here. Jesus went on to say, if anyone else has anything to, uh, to tell you, just uh, ask you a question basically, then tell them that the Lord's need them. And that's exactly what the disciples did. You know, I got to thinking about that. How many of us, when you listen to someone, do you hear, don't, or you do hear everything, one or the other, and you, they tell you to go do something, get a glass of water, and you end up bringing them a glass of Pepsi. I mean, you know what I mean? We, we don't always listen well or do exactly. I know it worked when I, I used to have people working with me, and I would sit in my office, and I'd say, you know, I'd like for you to go look at this, look at this, look at that. And it's amazing how three or four people will come back, and they kind of have different versions of what you sent them out to do. It's just amazing. It's not necessarily all that they want good listeners, or they didn't listen. I think some of that is in there. But it's that they went and did it what they thought and what they wanted to do. And they wanted to do maybe do it a little bit different. Or they, you know, so it's not that I wanted to be that specific, but when it comes to God's Word, in my heart, I'm clear. In my heart, 
God wants us to be specific with our teachings. He wants us to, He don't want us to vary and make things nice and make things good and try to pacify people and, and, and make people feel good. He want, he'll make you feel good if you give Him the Word. If you give people the Word, God will bless them. He ain't looking for us to bless them only by teaching exactly. It's the, only, the only way we can bless people is teaching exactly what He wants us to teach. And then, number 11, the two disciples were asked a question, what are you doing untying the colts? And they answered as Jesus told them. The owners agreed and let them go, released them. All were in agreement. Even as the Bible tells us, there was people around that nodded in agreement and they said, go for it. Jesus is clearly fulfilling the Old Testament as Zechariah. Let me read it one more time. Nine and nine. Rejoice greatly. O daughter of Zion. These same words that John just used, uh, daughter of Jerusalem, see your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a coat of the foal of a donkey. Something to think about. You know, I think about things as I'm studying. God just puts some things. Some of it, I, as I've told you in the past, it's a little bit humorous. And I think, Lord, why am I thinking that this? But I thought about, how them two disciples came back, and can't you imagine that them two disciples talking to the other ten? Man, it was just like Jesus said. The, the, two, the donkey and the coat was tied, and it was right there as we were entering. It was right there when you know the man came out and said, what are y'all doing? And we said, well, we'll take any donkeys, because the Lord told us to. He said, go ahead and do it. You know, when you really think, when Jesus is in it, there's a plan that will work. It'll be exactly, and I think about him coming back. It was, and in the, in the prophets, the, the, uh, the other disciples saying, man, how did he know? He was 100% exact in everything that these two uh, disciples came back and told him. So what, what you know, that's, that's our God. That's our Jesus. He wants us to be the same way in teaching and living his word. So listen, I'm reminded in my spirit when I think about reading His Word and interpreting these words. And so I want, to, I want to say a few more things about sharing His Word. Thank God. First of all, I, want to, I don't see Jerry, but thank God we have a pastor that preaches the Word of God. Folks, I'm going to tell you, the last couple of Sundays, he has really touched my heart Sunday morning. He has done a great job teaching. He's teaching, he's teaching some things, and he's preaching, obviously. He's a preacher. I'm a teacher. But he's teaching me some things, and, learn, and I'm learning, and it's blessing me. And that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be 100% accurate in the Word of God, in teaching. We're not to try to soften it. We're not to try to change it. We're not, it ain't about what we, we want to do with it. People need to know and I love it when Jerry mentioned the word hell. Y'all think about it. People, pastors and preachers don't preach much on hell no more, do they? You rarely hear. Even the TV ministers, they don't tell you about hell no more. Folks, hell is real. There is a hell, just like there's a heaven. And people have to make a choice. They have a free will. Hallelujah. They have to make a choice. To go to heaven, you have to make that choice. Hallelujah. And also, I think about other people need to know how much God loved them. How much God loved them. People need to know that He gave His Son. He needs to know. People need to know, 
as our pastor preached the last couple Sundays, you must be saved. You must accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. That's the detail. A lot of people today say they're living for Christ, they're Christians, but they never accepted Jesus Christ. What does that really mean? You have to believe who Jesus Christ really was. You have to understand who he really was. He was the Son of God. And that you have to go through him to get to heaven. Hallelujah. You've got to accept him to go to heaven. And everything in our lives ain't okay. We need to check our lives every day. We need to look at the detail of what God and what John and all the disciples are telling us about how detailed Jesus was. We need to make sure there's not little details or little things in our lives holding us back, holding us back. Because I thank God, when you really think about it this way, and world need to be thinking about it this way, there will be no sin in heaven. Sin won't get to heaven. The little things in people's life ain't gonna get into heaven. Hallelujah! God only wants us to accept His Jesus Christ, be saved, forgiven, and be cleansed, and then be sanctified and filled with His Holy Spirit. We need to do that, and we need to make sure we are 100% exact in the way we teach the Word of God and be led by God's Holy Spirit is the only way that we can teach it the way He wants us to teach it. Hallelujah. These things, verse 16. Let's go to our first verse, our second verse. Verse 16. These things understood not the disciples, as I mentioned a few uh, minutes ago. At first, when Jesus was talking to them, and uh, then they, re- they started remembering uh, what was written the way the Scripture tells us. Well, what, what this put in my heart is, John, in his writings, is saying to us that it was many years later, or after the resurrection, that he understood when the Holy Spirit came into him, when he really understood what all the things Jesus was meaning, the details and all the things. But yet, 70 years later, he's, re- he's remembering as he's writing the details. And uh, they were all filled. When they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they all, I believe, all those disciples really then understood what Jesus was telling and teaching them. As the Scripture, as John admits, he really admits that up front, during that day, that time, he didn't really understand. And I think about probably those disciples went to each other and talked to each other and say, do you know what he was just talking about? I mean, do you, you know, do you, you know. And let, let me tell you what a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll wait just a minute and read that. I do want to reiterate, I believe there was one person that Jesus opened her heart and helped her to understand what was going to happen. Remember? Mary. I believe Mary understood and was prepping him and getting him ready for his uh, death and his resurrection. And also, I believe the main intent there, Jesus was helping to understand why uh, she had to go through with her brother, Lazarus, in his death. So she understood the purpose. And, you know, when Jesus was glorified and resurrected, they all remembered and they all wrote what was going on. The spontaneous parade... Uh, meaning it wasn't planned. You know, I think about those people that was in that parade, and I'm going to probably go somewhere here that, um, uh, again, people might find humorous. I found it a little humorous, but I I, I really feel it in my spirit. I feel it in my spirit. This spontaneous parade wasn't planned. People out of their own 
free will, went to that parade. A lot of, and many bleed. Jesus entered that, entered Jerusalem, just like the prophet said, just like what he said was going to happen. And I believe in the scriptures that tell us in those verses that disciples looked back after that resurrection and thought through all those things. And I believe that they started getting excited. I believe the Holy Spirit started getting in them and they got to saying, I've got to get this written down. I believe the Holy Spirit helped them to write all those things that, that Jesus had taught them and they couldn't wait to get it down and written for us so they could share the word of God. Verse 17, the crowd that went with Jesus when he was raised uh, from, uh, when he raised Lazarus from the tomb continued to spread the word as that verse tells us and that basically we're going out telling everyone. Verse 18, many people heard about this miracle and they also came. So the, the word spreading the word, something we should learn from. I'll mention it in just a minute. Uh, spreading the word of Jesus Christ when we spread the word of Jesus, God's word will not go out in vain. God's word will touch someone. We need to be telling someone about Jesus Christ. And in verse 19, so the Pharisees uh, uh, said basically to one another, this is really getting, really, really, uh, we're getting in a lot of trouble. This is taking us nowhere. Uh, and when you look at it, the whole world has gone after him. Uh, you know, we need, we need to do something. So I'll talk about that briefly in just a minute because we, we got a lot more talking along those lines to do as we finish up the last 10 chapters. But the word of Jesus scattered very quickly, the raise, uh, resurrection of Lazarus. And as we have wor uh, read, the word tells us that many uh, believed and accepted. Uh, there's a large number there. And uh, the enemies threw up their hands. And that's all I'm going to say. They were getting, they kept continuing to plan and crucif to crucify him. And we'll get more into that later. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what Luke recorded about Jesus while he's riding that little donkey's coat and he's coming in to Jerusalem and he sees the city. Let's read Luke 19, 41 through 44. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Jesus. And most of this is what Jesus is saying. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it. Jesus, as he come in, started weeping. 42 saying, If thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong or are needed for peace, in my words, until thou peace, but now they have hid from my, thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thy enemies shall, now this is a prophecy, Think, listen to it. For the days shall come upon thee that thy eyes shall cast a trench around thee, encircle thee, your enemies will circle thee, and campus thee around. They will actually plant their tents and keep thee on every side, in every side. They will besiege you. They will take hold of you. And then 44. And shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee 
and they shall not leave it thee one stone upon another, because thou knowest that thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. I've mentioned this before. We will study this more. But what Jesus, just bottom line weeping when he's coming in, was thinking about a lot of things, I'm sure, on his heart. He had a memory. He was human. He knew what was about to happen. He had a, his father's spiritual heart also. He was a son of God. But I think about the flesh side on him. Uh, and, and what Jesus was going through, as Luke, Luke, Luke recorded, was his, his emotions and his tears were starting to flow as he saw the city. And when you read that, uh, read that, what it's basically telling uh, not only of the sin and a lot of things that's going to happen in the future, but uh, he's also prophesying the, uh, the, the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple and all those kinds of things that I've mentioned to you before. And they went. But this made Jesus sad. It really made Jesus sad. Uh, one additional thought. So uh, he was going through a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions, mainly because he loved us. One additional thought that I'd like to leave us with tonight about Jesus entering Jerusalem and that event that took place on that day. Everybody, and this is where I told you a little earlier, everybody may not think like I do, but this came into my spirit and uh, I, I do want to talk to the pastors and the, leader, uh, the pastor and the leadership about this. And quite, quite honestly, the pastor and I have already been talking a lot along these same lines. I believe it's why it's already been planting in my seeds. Uh, you know, Never have I known in my lifetime more than the time right now, today, that we need a parade welcoming Jesus Christ into our church and into our homes and into our lives. Think about that. We never, uh, I mean, never have, you know, first of all, there's never been a physical parade in my lifetime, a world welcoming Jesus anywhere. Uh, that I know about. When I think about God's church, and when I think about, it is a special, special place, especially His sanctuary. I know other activities go uh, on in other parts and in ministries, and I understand those ministries and I understand all the things that go on in other parts of His house. But I am a little old-fashioned in one thing. I believe in this sanctuary only one thing should be going on. And that's worshiping Jesus Christ and honoring God, honoring everything, praising Him, worshiping Him, doing everything in this sanctuary should be about Jesus Christ, praising Him and thanking Him. And when I think about God's church, I think about you know, the planning and what, what we should be looking at and things that we should be looking at. When His saints gather, quite honestly, every Sunday in this sanctuary should be a celebration, should be a spontaneous kind of event that lifts Him up, that blesses Him. And you know, when we do this, what happens? God will come riding in. Jesus Christ will come riding in. When we welcome His Spirit, when we love Him and we lay down the palm tree, we lay down our coats, lay down the things that we bring into church that does not lift Him up. We need to be honoring Him and lifting Him up and praising Him in His sanctuary 
altar. It should be a worshiping time, a blessing time. And I'm not saying we're not doing that, but I'm heading somewhere. I really, you may really think I'm crazy now, but I think, and a little bit out of the box, I think, and I don't know the details at this point, I don't know what it even means at this point, but God laid on my heart that this congregation needs to be inviting neighbors and have a friend day, neighbor day, God day, whatever day we want to call it, and we do some special things that bring in and welcome in Jesus Christ riding in to us on that Sunday morning. And I believe that all those neighbors and all those friends and all those people, if we do it in the right way, we plan it, we pray for it, we seek God, we bless Him with it, we'll fill, hallelujah, we'll fill the sanctuary up and God will bless. And don't be surprised. Hallelujah. If we do it God's way, don't be surprised if there ain't an outpouring. Hallelujah. Our bodies healed, people blessed, salvation. I believe we need to be doing that, folks. I believe that this sanctuary every Sunday ought to be a place of worshiping Him only. But I think we need to plan something very special very special, very soon, and welcome everybody. And get the word out. I don't know the details. We can all work together to do that. But I believe God's got a plan for Pine Level Church. The board last night when we met, when we started looking at what God has done this past year just for us in Pine Level, how God loves Pine Level Church. He loves all His churches. But God especially touched us this past year. And it's just scratching the surface in my mind. He has so much more He wants to do for His church. And that's what we got to remember is His church. I know you think I'm a little bit crazy on that. I don't know what the word parade means. I don't know what Jesus riding in on a donkey right now means, but I know this. I I know that we should pack this house. We should work hard. We should be committed and reaching all the neighbors and all the friends, all the families and get them here on a Sunday and do something great and wonderful and special. And I'm going to believe that day and you can believe with us that God will bless that day. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not going to be, in fact, I'll be society. Y'all might even see me run the aisle for the first time. And I'll be carrying a palm leaf. I don't know what I'll be doing, but thank God he's put that on the pastor's heart and my heart. We need to be reaching out. Part of a lot of discussions about outreach and reaching the lost and reaching those. That's what it's all about. That's what this sanctuary ought to be for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I end tonight, we're studying the last week of Jesus Christ's life. We, we studied about Jesus riding in as prophesied, a spontaneous parade, riding in on a donkey's coat, and as the Savior of the world. God, and God wants us to be that specific in telling the Word how He, how He has blessed us. What a great passion, I called it, Passion Week, that Jesus had for love and love for us. And we're going to learn more and more and more all the things he went through. You've heard the story many times. You've heard the story many times. But let me say this. Look in the next week. When you read the next 10 verses, really study it. Really look at it. It will bless your heart. Read the next 10 verses. We'll be talking about that next week. And I know every verse touches your heart. But I'm looking at, I just, God just, had me again read ahead and I read the rest, rest of chapter 12 and when I just looked at the next 10 and I saw what Jesus was saying to this world. 
saying to me, saying to us, read the next 10 verses. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. God bless you and reach out and touch someone this week in God's name. Thank you for being here. Would you stand with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for every day that you give us here, Lord. And Lord, help us to go out and touch someone, Lord. Help us to bless someone, Lord. You've given us all many gifts, dear Father. We should be using those gifts, Lord. Help us to utilize them to the fullest, Lord. 100%, 100 exact, 100 specific, as you tell us in your word, dear Father. Lord, be with us. We need your help, dear Father. We need your glory. Lord, open up our hearts and minds to receive more of your love every day. In thy name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you, dear Jesus. You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, a church you can call home with people you can call family. The Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page, that's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime. And listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.